0: welcome to this sneaky little bonus episode of the podcast. I am recording it for you today to share a really, really uh, relevant example of how tough it is and exactly how we can shift patterns and behaviors in our lives. So this is something that's literally happening in my life right now, okay? And I'm sharing this with you so you feel less alone and you know that even people who, you know, like it's sort of so I'm like this perfect unicorn person who just because I know how things work, don't need to actually put in work and effort to change things in my life. Someone actually responded to a a call out I did on Instagram and I hope you're following me over there I have a lot of fun on Insta stories. Um I said to me you keep on mentioning doing the work. What does that actually mean? And today I think in this in this podcast you'll get a sense of of what I mean about doing the work because for so many people and this is why Uh, when people, I think, come into my Ready for Change program, which is a four-week program, and they do so much uncovering and they learn so much cool stuff about themselves. And then it's like, and and then you can do the work when you understand. And a lot of that is about reprogramming and flexing new muscles in your brain. Like ju- you've done things the same way for most likely a really long time. That is a beautiful thing for your brain. Your brain likes repetition. It likes what feels normal and natural, even if you don't actually like the result of that. So. I'm going to share with you an, an example. You yeah, know, we can berate ourselves for being for, for being stuck in a certain way of thinking, but until you understand it's your brain, and 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 you actually really need to work with your brain in order to change it, you're just going to stay repeating the same patterns. So, um, here's here's the thing. Last year, so 2019, I uh, when my when my marriage. Uh, evolved into its next phase. Uh, I was in all sorts. I was, you know, in a huge amount of grief. It had come on the back of just a very, very traumatic time. And my body, I, I stopped eating. I lost my appetite pretty much completely. I therefore lost quite a bit of weight not not meaningfully I literally was not hungry it's the first time in my life I hadn't been hungry I didn't even know what was happening to myself I just didn't care about food at all and my diet became I would have my coffee about you know 9:30 or so after dropping the kids off at school I have an almond milk latte every day just one uh, and then I would kind of munch away on salty chips, like kettle chips, my favourite. I really, they're just, they're just the right consistency, right level of saltiness. Like my mouth is literally watering talking about them right now. And apples, that would really be it. And then if I'd pick on something that I made the kids for dinner, I just, I had zero, zero care factor about food I, I I just literally wasn't hungry I was so in such a bad way I it was like I just didn't care about food anyway um that then started to become a thing it was kind of it went on for a while and then I started to get my appetite back which I was really glad about and I started to get interested in food again which was awesome and you know I so I my My weight changed, which was a good thing uh and it started to you know just stabilize and get normal and I got introduced more variety back into my diet, you know I moved through the things and you know then everything changed except for my love affair and my new habit of these salty chips there was a lot of reasons why this was probably happening. And, uh, you know, we can look down the physiological reasons why I wanted the salt, but it was also mental. It was a new habit that had formed in my brain. And habits are that, like, it's like these beautiful grooves have just formed, these mental pathways. Like, if I didn't have chips in the house, I'd get a little bit kind of funny. Like I needed to pop out and get some or what else am I going to eat? And so then there was just this level of like, I just couldn't care about thinking about eating. So I'd just eat chips. And there was this big part of me that knew, you know, just having these chips, it's just potato and salt and, and sunflower oil, like, or some sort of inflammatory oil. Like this wasn't, this wasn't a health food here. (laughs) This is, lazy eating and it was but it was deeply satisfying it was like instinct it had become habitual the reptilian part of my brain that the the part of the brain that helps us survive had created some sort of habit and it was now like so what happens is those habits become like our survival and and that's like it's it's addiction so we get addicted to things. We think like our brains are like, we got to do the thing that we know we do every day because otherwise things are going to be bad. Things might happen that are that are wrong. We do not like to step outside the cave, get back inside the cave and do the thing that you like to do, eat the chips. Oh my goodness. Like these urges come. Just the same as an urge would come from an addict. And we need to learn how to surf those urges, like ride them and not engage with that reptilian part of our brain because it always wins. So it's like saying, eat the chips, do it. Like I'm giving you the urge. Now, like it's here, you know, you want the chips. We want the chips. The chips are part of what we do now, it's how we survive, it's what we know. And your job is to n- not negotiate. And so, what I wanted to share with you is I've recently been overcoming my addiction. And so many of us, like, have thought addictions, ha- you know, behavioral addictions, relationship addictions. We have eating addictions. There's so many. And it's, and, you know, if you think you're riding through life without being addicted to something, you're most probably wrong. <laughs> uh because it's a it's a brain thing, right? Anyway, some my my chips addiction. What I had to do was I had to I had to get to a point where, you know, and this is this is the the way that I I now think to myself, because we've always got choice. It's just that sometimes we want to exercise the choice or sometimes we don't but we're always choosing, right? So by not choosing to find an alternative to the chip, (laughs) sounds so crazy, it meant that I wasn't choosing health, right? So it came down to what really helped me in my moment of, you know, I've got to do something about this chip situation was what am I more committed to? Am I more committed to eating the chips or am I more committed to my health? And when you put it like that, it's kind of really hard to say the chips. I'm actually more committed to chips than I am to my health. You know, it just sounds crazy, doesn't it? Okay. Well, if I'm saying I'm committed to my health, then I know that I'm not going to feel particularly pumped about this. I'm not going to feel really motivated. But because, like, it's going to hurt. I'm going to miss those chips. But then I need to show up as a person who doesn't eat chips anymore or just has chips on a Friday, whatever. I mean, you can choose your the way that works for you. But at the end of the day, I needed to just be like, oh, I, just, I just don't want to have the chips in my pantry because I eat the chips if they're there. And that means I need to be a person who's at the shops and not buying the chips because she's afraid that, you know, she doesn't want to be home without them in case she feels like them. She'll always feel like them. So at an identity level, I'd become someone who just always needs chips on standby, who'll always have, a, you know, a handful or two or three, four of chips, and these salted kettle chips. <laughs> just, I just need them on standby. That was who I had become at an identity level. I'm a chip eater. Like, I don't even know really how this happened. And I'm sharing this with you because, like, I mean, it's kind of bizarre, but we've got this in all different areas of our lives. I mean, I speak to women all the time. They're like, I always need to have chocolate after dinner, or I can't have a coffee and not have something sweet with it, or blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's not true. Of course you can. (laughs) If you were on an African safari, you probably wouldn't be having that rumble with your coffee. <laughs> of course like this is the work we do in ready for change. It's all about uncovering these stories that just you take as truth. Anyway, my story about chips was not true. And I need to but on the back of that you need to do the work to break the habit. So firstly I just started to recognize that this is this is like it's a it's a thought pathway now. And it's coming from my subconscious, like I'm not even consciously thinking about this anymore. It's just, it's just kind of happening. And when I recognize that, I realize like, I'm not a bad person. My brain likes repetitive behaviors. It's going to remind me to do the thing uh, that it thinks we need to do in order to be able to survive. And so what I need to do is start observing that with curiosity, observing the stories that come up. Like, Where's the chips? I feel like chips. Hang on, Lisa. Do you really feel like chips? Is there something else that we could have that would be equally as satisfying? Sometimes it's just bringing it into our conscious awareness of just instead of just doing things on autopilot, you know what? I could cut a piece of sourdough, put um, avocado on it, and some salt, some good quality salt, and a bit of goat's cheese, maybe and lemon. Ooh, that'd be satisfying just bring it into your conscious awareness. Look at how, like, call BS on the story that you're telling yourself about what you need when you realize it's actually just your brain doing its work and then start to observe. Bring this into your conscious awareness. And and then, you know, this is the hard bit. Then you have to repeat that over and over and over and over again. Because it's taken, it took me, you know, a year to create a habit around chips or, you know, however long. There's so many different schools of thought, but I, for about a year, actually less than that, I was having, I was just, I was just thinking about chips (laughs) to eat. And I mean, you know, lots of other things in my in my life right now. I can go a few days without chips, but I'll always want the chips. So it's actually not who I want to be. It's actually not food that nourishes my body and helps me be the best version of Lisa in 2020. It's actually not a reflection of, of who I believe I am. It was kind of something that happened throughout a really full-on stage of my life, became a habit, and suddenly, and when I'm at the shops I'm also just popping a, a packet of chips in the in the cart what what no I don't want to do that but I find myself doing it and I find myself doing it even though I don't like the fact I'm doing it this is how habits are formed it's not your fault that you're repeating your patterns but unless you recognize it's coming through from your brain and how exactly to reprogram that and the fact that it's going to take repetition over many days to create a new pattern of behavior a new pathway in your brain then you're just going to keep going back to the same old thing now the the work that we do in ready for change is so beautifully and simply laid out over that four weeks that you literally cannot get to the end of it without seeing where this is happening in your life and you also learn exactly, you know, the process of of reprogramming that in that sort of framework for change. And I encourage you if this is something that resonates with you to jump on and join me for an upcoming webinar that I'm running because I know so many people have started 2020 and it's like, oh man, (laughs) I thought that I'd get here and we'd be like doing things differently. And I said, I wanted to do this or be this. And here I am. What is wrong with me? I felt the same about the chips. And, uh, and so, But this year is still really, really young. I really want you to understand how your brain is the thing that's holding you back from having what you want this year, being who you want to be this year. It's fascinating. You guys, this webinar is going to be, it's going to blow your mind. There's a worksheet attached. You come along, you will have serious breakthroughs. In that one hour, it's totally free. There is a link here to sign up. If anything about my chip story resonates with you and you want to clear away some of these stories, some of these habits that are keeping you stuck, if you find yourself repeating patterns and you are over it, come to the workshop. You won't regret it. It's going to be really good. I'm a person who doesn't eat chips. Okay. See you soon. Hey, if you're enjoying the conversation, then it would mean the world to me if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. It really makes a difference. And it's my intention to get as many of us involved in real conversations that really change the game as possible. Thanks so much for your help. And I'll see you in the next episode.